Well welcome, I hope you had a great week and you've been able to segment some time out to talk about finances and you certainly know your daily uh, numbers that are required. What I want to move on to then this week is starting to think about what these ideal experiences um, are going to be for you um, as you move towards that success. And so it's very much getting your mindset um, based on as a couple what success looks like in the big picture. And uh, dreaming or doing completing a, um, a goal setting exercise for me was never really that challenging because I could simply regurgitate everything that I thought everybody thought I needed or thought that I wanted. In actual fact, um, a lot of the goals lists that I'd written, when I go back now, I realise how, um, how inauthentic they are because it was so much about what others would perceive of me if I'd achieved those things. And all that indicated to me was that I had little, very little belief that uh, those things would ever come true. Because as success did start to come my way, um, a lot of those choices that I had to make, I chose very, very adamantly that, look, that's just not even a priority for me. I would much rather live a much simpler life um, debt-free, relaxed, have a lot more time. Um, I just got a lot more clarity as I walked that journey. And so the, the point of this session is just to sort of share with you what are some of my experiences um, that I've had in terms of goal setting and how I structure that goal setting for huge success uh, for clients that I'm working with so that perhaps you can fast track as a couple um, what it is that you want and get some clarity and, and help some other people find out what it is that they want whether or not it's a, a neighbor or a friend or a child or or whatever but um, I got really passionate about this process about two and a half years ago and took a lot of clients through it and and certainly for people that um, that were experiencing one couple very very clearly could dream build is usually married to somebody who has a real struggling time with uh, with writing down dreams and goals and so isn't that lucky because you know you wouldn't both want to be um, you know 100% clear and then be heading in different directions so I think that's a great asset um, so the first time we were asked to write down a hundred things that we desired I had 97 Kent had three and uh, and literally that's how it took him that amount of time to write three than it did for me to write 97 and so as I said never had any problem regurgitating things that I thought people um, would expect that I would want however as I went on I started to realize that there were layers towards what I desired and what I wanted and so there was a book Bill Quain um, Time Poverty and um, I was reading this book when I was in labor with uh, Joshua who's my second child and uh, really just to keep my mind off you know what was about to happen I was just reading this book and really um, not reading anything new um, you know how you get those books sometimes and and it's you know very surface just kind of yeah there's nothing new here that I need to know because I've done a lot of stuff on time however in the final chapter on one of the final pages he um, brought up a topic in one paragraph that um, became the instigator for this program and completely transformed the way that I thought about goal setting and what he talked about is that the problem with the majority of people um, that they can't goal set is that uh, they they can't even get past the fact that they're not through the month let alone trying to figure out what kind of material stuff that they want their mind won't even allow them 
to grow to that level because most people just want to get through the month and I started thinking about that for myself and um, you know after um, you know getting home and having a period of time you know where I wasn't working for about six weeks after having Josh then I was spending quite a lot of time um, you know up in the night as new mums do and feeding and that type of thing really reflecting for me um, using this base model of survival of what were my true goals and for the first time I probably pulled out 35 of the clearest goals that I'd ever written down in terms of with certainty I knew this was the path that I wanted my life to take and um, and it was so powerful that I actually started to um, develop it a little bit more and um, and talked it through with uh, my general manager talked it through with Kent and uh, both of them agreed that it was a it was a very um, exciting way to start to get more clarity around the goal setting and so the challenge I'd give you is you know go through that kind of wheel of life that you see so often in terms of you know on a physical need what is it that you require for your base happiness in a month or survival happiness in a month around physical and so you know I, I put just to be pain-free I mean I just in terms of survival having a roof over my head um, having food in the cupboard and being pain-free was my survival base if if that happened then you know there was there was a lot of creature comfort knowing that I could get through and um, and so you go around each of the different areas in terms of family you know just having a clear conscience at night that all my immediate relationships with my family and that my husband and my two kids um, were okay all right so we didn't even stretch to extended family because there was too many of them okay there's too many variables in terms of siblings and nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles and mums and dads um, you know so what what is it in terms of survival do you require which might be that base oxygen mask that you know drops from the uh, from the airplane that you need to fit first what is your survival mechanism and what I was finding and discovering as um, we used to do these sessions that were called panel sessions and so each of the clients that we were working with would have an opportunity for a half an hour hot seat with um, multiple coaches so say three coaches where they'd bring their 90-day plan in and their regular coach wasn't allowed to talk and the other coaches could probe them and ask some questions and um, there was a situation there where with one of the the clients who was a huge achiever um, was having some personal challenges and what we were finding is that when somebody was experiencing a personal challenge is that their natural tendency was to come back to survival on each of the different areas of their life and start to pull them down and so let's have a look at this like um, let's say for example somebody's experiencing um, financial pressure in business well then it can have a knock-on effect to their personal development because they stop reading and doing the things they know they need to do which then can create an attitude attack which can affect family relationships and friends which can then have a knock-on effect in your social circle because people start to avoid you which then can have a knock-on effect in terms of um, you know your vocation because you're not happy not enjoying what it is that you're doing and so very quickly you can start to spiral downwards um, and so by having these clearly defined survival tactics what it meant was that we were able to quickly as coaches identify that look this is the only area that we need to rebuild 
all the other areas are actually intact and you're trying to find fault with them because it's too confronting to go and fix the area that actually has the challenge. So I hope that's making sense, but, um, but we saw that so, um, it was, became really common once we acknowledged the fact that this was a human, you know, natural human trait that we would do. And so when you go around survival and you look at vocation and personal development and spiritual and social, and you clearly define what it is that you need just to get through the month, then what we suggest is, you know, sit with that for a few days. How does that feel that you've achieved that? And certainly for me, when I recognised how small a deal that was to get survival done, um, we very quickly went on and, and achieved in passive income terms, you know, uh, that goal very, very quickly, you know, to say, right, we've got survival done. Now we need to move on to the material. And so the material is what's the stuff that you want in each of those areas because we all want stuff. Okay, we know if we spend our life, as, as Brad used to say, you know, gathering stuff, you end up with stuff all. But, uh, you know, the key thing is, is, is knowing that in physical, well, you know, I want optimal health. I want to exercise an hour a day with a professional. I would like top quality supplements and, and uh, filtered water and organic food and a chef and, uh, and a beautiful kitchen and a beach house and you know so you can really start to expand the dream building process from here once you've set your mind and your subconscious at ease that it has what it needs for survival. And so then if you branch out through personal development it might be well you know I would love to coach to work with every single week. Um, in four different areas of my life. You know, I want to get my relationship top-notch. I want to get finance top-notch. I want to get my business at top-notch. You know, I want some coaching around some um, dance lessons or singing lessons, you know. I'd have experts in that field. I want a library with a thousand books. I want to travel to 50 countries and I want to experience it for myself, you know, um, going into the top museums around the world or, you know, whatever floats your boat. Have you ever sat down and really worked it out? What, is that, um, what does that look like in terms of the stuff that you want? Social, it might be to be able to have, you know, a, um, a kitty of money that you're able to spend on average $50 per person who's significant for you for birthdays and Christmas. You know, that can be a lot of money that people just simply don't have. They're still spending it, they just don't have it because there's not a, there's not a kitty there for it. In terms of business, what's the stuff that you really want? A business that completely runs without you, that's no money down, that has a general manager um, that requires you three, to, three hours a day, five days a week. You know, so get really clear. Once you're past survival, what does that dream picture look like? Um, if you could leave a legacy, you might want to own an orphanage. Um, you know, support. World Vision Kids, you might want to build a, um, an Opportunity International franchise um, or bank, trust bank. Um, you know, what is it that you actually want when you drill right down to the stuff that you really want? And so then when you've got some clarity around that, then we start to quantify it. What income level would you actually require for this out of world experience? You know, so you've got one for your break even, for your survival, and now you've got a separate um, income break even for your dream life. And so now we know the game that we're playing. 
we need to get from $4,000 a month to $25,000 a month. Whatever it is, we need to know what the boundaries are because ideally, if you know what it is that you're tracking for, then when opportunities come, you're able to acknowledge and see them a lot quicker. And so as you start to work through this goal setting process of, of the income, then we take you through what is your lifestyle like. So if you had a blank calendar, so you had you know January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, blank in front of you, and you could 100% design your life. 100% design your life. Now this is where I sat down with Kent and I said, okay, well this is my survival goals. This is my material goals for us. This is where I really see our lifestyle as ideal. Um, this is the income that we require. So based on that, what I'm asking you is if you could have, say four weeks a year or, or six weeks a year, what weeks would you choose and what would you do? And um, it was just like this incredible opening for somebody who um, didn't, didn't never really enjoy goal setting. To have those first two or three layers done on their behalf uh, meant that now I was engaged and listening going, you know, what, what is it that you would desire? And, and from there we came up with this plan of action that we would, you know, take a ski trip every single year with our kids from when they were, you know, three years on for life, you know, so we wanted to make sure that um, Kent goes and, and does a international fishing tournament with his dad every second year. And so that's really important time for them to spend together, just one week every every two years and um, and he values that. And so every second year that's put in to the calendar and on the alternate year he will spend normally with his stepfather and they might go to a MotoGP or you know something that's more motorbikes and racing and, and something that interests them. And so you know having this play out to say well okay and I'd like to have you know um, a four-week holiday with the family and we're going to schedule that in in July and that would be alternatively to Europe or to America and and drive trips or whatever you want to achieve now you start to go okay well that gives us out of our 52 weeks with my holidays that I'd like to take I have 40 weeks to achieve all of the goals around cash flow that I've set myself okay so now we know in that 40 week period what is the average profit we need to make per week to reach those income levels and, in, and investment streams. And so you can start to really plan an ideal life as opposed to assuming that, gee, we're lucky to get two weeks off a year. Because a lot of us start out in that employee mentality. And I know when Kent was freed up from the workforce you know, 100%, it took a period of time for him to adjust mentally and not be busy from the minute that he got up until the minute he went to bed through guilt or feeling that, you know, is this role of value. And certainly I experienced that on a daily basis, that constant guilt of, you know, I, I can't on a Wednesday just stop and go and have the rest of the day off. When I first, when I first um, you know, realised that that was possible, it was a huge mind shift for me and I had to have mentors to, to ring and say, what do we do now? I'm not needed. The, I rang the office and they said, don't you dare come near us. You'll just distract the team. We need to produce this result um, and you're just a big distraction. And I realised, wow. And, um, you know, so I'd ring and say, what do we do? And say, well, you can go to the movies. Um, 
we can surf the internet have a look at things you can go for a swim you can go you know it was just like a revelation that people actually had time off um, guilt-free time off to do what it was that they wanted to do and design their life and so interesting that I'd observed that when I was 21 and, and nursing that millionaire but had never applied it to my life so once again this is like an opening process to say if you can have any experience in any lifestyle that you want you know what does that look like for you we need to push through those those barriers of denial or you know of fear that it's never going to happen and that's another reason why a lot of people don't goal set is they don't actually believe that it's even possible so when you do your bucket list you know maybe get um, get a globe or a map and sit down and, and have a look at it seriously and say you know where are the destinations that I would genuinely authentically like to travel to and what would I do there and then you start the process of actually researching how much those things cost what's the best time of year to go and then start planning um, and preparing to achieve those things that you want to achieve and so definitely the things that you want to be do and have would be the uh, the critical first steps and so coming up with the list of experiences is after you've done your lifestyle okay so smiles we've got survival material income lifestyle now we're at experiences and so you know some of the experiences you know that I wanted to have was to be there when my kids took their first steps and so it was just luxury when it looked as if they were about to walk um, every one of my clients every one of my friends and family knew I wasn't going anywhere from you know 8 in the morning until 11 in the morning because most kids do things in the morning before lunch when they've got the most amount of energy and I just shifted every single appointment and everything because there was just no way I was going to miss that experience to go and earn some more money or to go and do something and so if for whatever reason I needed to be doing something Kent would strap them in the pram and take them somewhere and you know so there wasn't an opportunity <laughs> put them in a pool or somewhere where they weren't able to walk because he knew how important it was for me to be there to share that experience and um, funnily enough um, you know the first steps both of them took he wasn't there so it wasn't a goal of his <laughs> he was with them you know 90% of the time and uh, and missed that experience and so it's amazing when you really know what you want how um, it can play out and so what are the experiences that you want I know when I was traveling I had huge lists of things um, we used to work in a camping store and so the benefit of working in a camping store was that um, all the backpackers came in to replace their equipment by shoes tents torches or whatever now I would have a book behind the till and uh, whenever somebody said they'd come back from somewhere I wanted to go to I'd say oh fantastic can you tell me what I need to do and where I need to see and and I built huge amounts of rapport with customers um, because I was so excited about their life and what they just achieved that they always came back and bought from me that certainly was not my intention my only intention was to milk them for as much advice and uh, free information as possible and so when I headed off to the Middle East I had this huge list of um, quirky little hostels and beaches and um, experiences that people had come back and told me you know when they'd been to Anzac Day what pubs to go to what to achieve where to go 
and so I was traveling predominantly on my own and um, but was never alone and you know was really became the tour guide for people to say no no we're from here we go to here and and I'd done all my research based on the people that had gone before me it's no different in business what experience do you want to have in business you want more time off go and find a mentor who's got a business that works without them and has lots and lots of time and and take your pen and your paper and say okay so here I am now what where do I need to go what are my next steps where do I need to achieve it's no different and so people overcomplicate it think that it's uh, there's secrets or there's what have you there's not there's nine areas of business that you need to master and you need to know what experience you want in business and give yourself permission and so when we decided to build some businesses that would only require our um, our presence three hours a day and maybe eight hours one day a week um, we could take blocks of time off you know um, six to seven weeks at a time we were specific when we were looking around for businesses that were seasonal that we could work leveraged with teams that we were able to add masses amounts of value from consumable based needs um, we were very very clear from having spoken to mentors and worked out what were good investments and what were not okay so so know what you want with the end in mind in terms of your experience and then for goodness sake walk a path that's going to take you there all right so so often I hear people say I want to be home to to raise my kids um, and they're buying multiple businesses that are very high skill based that require them to be there all the time it's simply um, a form of denial okay it's not going to happen and so you need to recognize a pattern there or a need there and wipe that out so that you can achieve what your actual goals are so the next thing that uh, I recommend that you do uh, of what we did was once we got clear on those experiences we wrote down an ideal day or what success would look like as a snapshot and um, and so we each had an ideal day that was planned out and then we gave each other permission to go and live that ideal day so it started off on birthday week okay so we didn't just have birthdays we we decided we celebrate for an entire week and so um, you know in birthday week you would have the experience of your ideal day and so you know some of that was was literally just feeding the subconscious that we've already made it we've arrived and so you know Kent's ideal day very different to my ideal day and often you know the whole day didn't include both of us alright so for him he might get up at five o'clock in the morning and go for a motorbike ride until lunchtime and he would just be solitary on his own was his ideal day you know so don't limit what's possible um, for you to achieve whereas you know definitely for me it was m much more about pampering and the theatre and food and wine and shopping and beautiful cars and you know different experiences like that very easy to set up when you know what an ideal day looks like and I can tell you when you go to bed that night you're feeling like an, an absolutely transformed individual because you've lived your dream and if you could do that once a year and then move it to once a quarter and then once a month how hard do you think you'd be willing to to work those daily disciplines if you know that on the last Friday of the month that's the reward you're going to get when you've achieved your goals 
Alright, so you're literally rewiring yourself from punishment based, fear based, scarcity based to complete abundance, control, accountability and ownership. And so I found that that started to tilt a lot of my intention around what I was doing. I started to believe a lot more around that I could achieve those goals. And so when I went back to that 100 dreams list, I started to cross out a whole bunch of stuff that just wasn't relevant. And I started to recognize that I was so trying to build up a life that other people thought was impressive as opposed to what I believed was authentic. And so that, that was a, a huge turning point, as I said, and, and to get then the clarity by starting to gather the pictures and to do my dream book. So that process was a five-year process in terms of shedding and, and learning and growing. And then once I had that dream book completed, um, which took about 12 weeks or so to really sit with those goals and then uh, search the internet, find the pictures, um, go to the travel agents, you know, discover what, what, it, what it truly was. I now am able to look at those experiences that I know will happen for me as a photo album. So they're not a dream book. It's actually um, the process that I use is I write down a goal, I set a date to the goal, I achieve the goal, I take a photo as I'm doing it and I put it in my photo album. And so it's very easy for me to validate you know, an extraordinary life through the photo albums that I have as evidence that um, when I'm having a down day I can go and pick up my photo album from Turkey or Africa or the Middle East or you know where Europe or America or Canada or Ireland or you know the Pacific Islands, New Zealand, round Australia, whatever it is that justifies to me that I've set goals and I've gone and visited those places, I've had those experiences and I've got the smiling pictures looking back at me. They're the types of pictures that I've put into my goals book because as I'm watching it, I'm looking at it as if it's already happened. The feeling is, wasn't that great when we went on that Disney cruise? Wasn't that fantastic that we all those years we went skiing every single year, every single year? Now, because the kids are only three and two, we haven't even gone on one ski trip with the children yet. We've only ever skied, you know, prior to having children. And yet the kids look at that picture and go, oh, skiing, you know, they understand that uh, that's an experience that they're going to have. Um, just the same as their Disney cruise or just the same as, you know, things that uh, when they look at them, they understand we go to America and we do that driving trip or we go to Europe and go shopping you know, for Michaela's 16th birthday or, <clears throat> you know, whatever the goal is and that is, uh, that's documented down there to say these are the experiences, you know, that we want to have. So I hope that process has really not just given you clarity but giving you hope as well to say that it is just a process. Manifesting is a process. We know that. You need to idealise what it is that you want and then you need to verbalise it. You know, you, you really need to be able to talk it out. You need to visualize it through having, having your book and then it will materialize. That is the process. And so when you surrender into the trust and know that as a team you can really, you know, have whatever it is that you want, then that's really the starting point. What do you want? You know, so sit down, align yourself this week, get clarity, start doing a dream board or a dream book if you haven't already and, uh, and start believing in the process that success is on its way. So have a great week.